You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Today we've got a special guest, uh, really considered a friend of the show now. He's been on so many times. Jay Anglin is a freelance contributor who does a bunch of work for Ducks Unlimited Magazine and Ducks.org. Uh, welcome to the show, Jay. Hey, it's great to be here, Chris. Jay is actually working on an off-season tactics piece that is focused towards calling. And he's called around, talked to some different different experts about what duck hunters are doing during the off-season in regards to duck calling, goose calling, just calls in general. Uh, so we figured we'd hop on here, just have this quick conversation, uh, kind of focused towards what we always consider as the year-round waterfowler. I mean, middle of summer, you know, we're looking for things to do. But Jay, let's kind of get into what are some of the things that you're hearing these experts say, you know, some of the best things to do during the off-season as far as duck calling? Well, you know, I've talked to uh, several guys, some that, you know, I'm going to quote for that particular piece. And then I've, I've spoken to some other guys more just, you know, just in conversation and, you know, it's the, it's the, the things that we think of, you know, during the season. And then as soon as the season's over, we just hang them on the hook or throw them in the drawer and just forget about it until, you know, right before the season. That's what a lot of guys do. That's what I do. Um, I'm not a professional caller. I've never said I was, or I don't even know that I've ever aspired to be, but the bottom line is, is it seems like every year, you know, you, you your calls are, are not in the greatest shape coming into the season, unless you bought a new one or what have you. But nonetheless, um, Really call maintenance is one of the first things that comes up. Um, you know, you talk about duck calls, there's probably not quite as much maintenance associated with them as say, um, a short read goose call, uh, in particular, you know, calls that are blown hard. Like I'm, I'm, I blow the calls really hard. Um, sort of that Tim Brown style where you really put a lot of air into it. Um, you know, and I was talking to Bill Saunders about it at, uh, out in Washington and, um, Bill showed actually texted me a photo of a call that came in for maintenance a couple of weeks back. And it looked like it was dipped in um, like chocolate frosting or, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't even describe it. He said, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, so, you know, there's a call that probably got used every, every weekend, you know, through the season, the guy obviously chewed a little bit and there was a lot of stuff in that call. He said, it's the worst one he's ever seen. Uh, and the photo, I'll have to send it to you. It's, it's pretty remarkable, but those are the things, you know, a lot of guys never even pull the insert out. So with duck calls, uh, other than, you know, the tuning, especially with a J frame is very simple. It really isn't any, you just set it in there and boom, you're off to the races, but cleaning is really important. And, um, you know, I talked to Fred Zink about that one time and he told me that he, he does it throughout the day. He said, if I'm drinking pop or sweetened coffee or I've eaten candy, the sugars get on the reed, they change the pitch, eventually they'll cause them to stick. So 
he's constantly cleaning his reads. And with a J frame, that is so easy because again, you could, you can pull the insert, slide it out, put everything back together and you don't have to be an expert call, expert call tuner to do that. Yeah. And, and our people, when they tear them apart, are they, you know, is it like a soapy water mixture or just water or just kind of a readjustment, you know, just kind of maybe wiping it down a little bit um, with a paper towel or anything, anything you're hearing along those lines? Yeah. So, you know, like if you're in the field, it's one thing, like, like Fred always said, you know, you rinse your mouth out with a little water and you put the reeds in your mouth and you kind of clean them off and blow everything off. If you have to use water, use it. But as far as an actual cleaning, just like we clean our guns when we tear them down, uh, you know, we take them apart. Uh, if it's, if it's not, you know, disgusting, there really in a whole lot you can, you know, that you have to do, you can run it under some, some water and uh, rinse it off. And, uh, personally, what I like to do, and a couple guys mentioned this that I spoke to is you take a Q-tip and you kind of kind of swirl it around in, into the uh, barrel. Um, and then also into the insert, like in a duck call where you've got the opening underneath the reeds, you can kind of dab that out a little bit with just a wet Q-tip. Um, and again, like you said, you just take a, a cloth of some kind and just, I mean, it's kind of common sense stuff, but you know, I, I, am sitting here thinking to myself, how many times have I genuinely done this over the years? And I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I really never started paying much attention to it until recent years. Um, and I've got a whole pile of calls I pulled out and I'm like, wow, look at this thing. It's filthy. Clean it up, make sure the reads okay. And it's intact. And, and then it, it sounds great. So there's probably a lot of guys out there with a big old drawer full of calls and they can go through and clean them and, and maybe even change a read out if it's necessary and they'd have a new duck call, you know? Yeah. And I know I'm probably just as guilty of that as, as most other callers. Um, I, my, my calls tend to spend a lot of time hanging in the garage, uh, during the off season and probably not enough time me practicing, but I also have drawers full of calls that I've just, you know, kind of maybe fallen out of love with or, you know, just kind of moved away from because I feel like the sound is different. And, and this may be a good solution um, to an opportunity, really, to provide a solution to get those calls back running. And, and it might be like just having a brand new call. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. And I've also seen guys are using, especially in the field, you know, one little tip. And we've had several articles written about it in the past where guys are using dollar bills and they're sliding them underneath the reeds. And that kind of knocks out some debris or, you know, whatever, maybe there's some gunk build up, like you said, some, you know, something from a soda or, a, you know, some sugars that are built up in there, coffee, whatever. Um, it just kind of knocks out some of that debris and it, it gets the calls clean. Um, other than, you know, just uh, cleaning calls, uh, which most of us sounds like need to need to work on. Um, what other tips are you hearing? I'm, I know you've mentioned there was a guy, uh, someone had mentioned to you about goose calling it, but, but having your dog there or you know, using your dog as sort of a, as part of that calling practice. Yeah. So, um, George Lynch, you know, uh, Lynch mob calls, he's, he's a, a vast wealth of knowledge. And one thing I've always really appreciated about George is that he, he's like, I guess the biologist in me, the scientist, sort of like an analytical guy. I always like to really peel away the layers. And he's like, he's like that where he goes out like most, you know, elite waterfowl hunters that really study birds and study the craft of it. He never was satisfied. He's never been satisfied with just saying, okay, they do this. So he likes to go out and observe birds this time of year and throughout the summer months into the fall or into, you know, late summer, early fall. But he said, you know, the one thing he's noticed is, is that if you're not encumbered by, uh, you know, and distracted by calling and, and staying down and communicating with the other guys, you can really focus on the birds 
and really see their, the way they react to each other naturally. But what he said, what he said, I thought was really interesting is he said, you take a dog with you and you make the dog heal. Like you get out of the truck and lean against the truck and make the dog heal and observe the birds at, you know, relatively close range. And it really helps them, you know, mature and, and get used to the excitement of all the noise and clatter and the birds are moving around. And th- that's really great advice when you think about it, because dogs get amped, man. They live for this as we do, but dogs, you know, can't express it like we can other than just freaking out a little bit. And, and early in the season, that's a really common thing. Uh, I really think that that was, that was a great, great bit of advice on his, on his part, because you really are, are, you know, you have multiple things that are going on there that are very advantageous. Yeah. And you don't, you know, you want the dog to get used to the vocalizations, like you said, seeing the birds, sometimes the birds are, are you know, coming into land and, and having that dog heal and stay. And, and is George calling while he's doing these, is he throwing a couple of calls in there himself or does he have his calls or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. He, he did say that, you know, as the season progresses, um, you know, he'll tend to try to replicate the sound of the birds. And of course, if you got a guy like that, who can pretty much sound more like a Canada goose than a Canada goose. He probably didn't have to practice a whole lot, but you know, some of the really innovative sounds that in recent years that have become popular at the contests were sounds that really couldn't be, um, replicated by calls that we had, you know, 25, 30 years ago with, it was great. It was very difficult, but now, you know, with the, with the variety of calls we have, uh, you know, with the short read calls, the different barrels and the different inserts and the way they're tuned. Um, it's really amazing how realistic they sound. So certainly he did say that that was one of the ways that he, he really got, you know, to the point where it was, you know, next level for him is that he started to call to the birds not just during the season. And I think that could be said for a lot of guys that really know what they're doing. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. The other thing, you know, this is a good time to bring it up is the read thing. And with goose calls, once you start really performing with a short read, you know, it's, it's kind of like a buddy of mine <laughs> yeah. used to say he was a hot rod guy. He loved hot rods. And he said, they always run the best right before they blow up, <laughs> and, you know? So, you know, he's like, everything's loosened up. Everything's running at the razor's edge. And that's kind of what goose calls is the same way. And I can relate to it. You know, I blew up three reads this year and the last day of the season, you know, never let up all day, you know, big crew of guys, sketchy birds. And I went from a fresh read that morning to a smoked read at the end of the day. I mean, that's getting it. But a lot of guys don't even know what to look for uh, with a with a with a blown read. And, you know, one of the things you look for uh, those blisters, as Bill Saunders refers to them, these little white spots that develop along the, the trailing edge or the leading edge of the read. Um, eventually that's just the reed splitting inside and, you know, eventually those grow and grow. And sometimes they add some really cool sound to a reed, but that's a very short time period. Normally, eventually they just go away. Yeah. That's your hot rod stage right there. That's right. That's right. And so you get to the point where, okay, I got to change this reed. And I used to be very intimidated by it. Now I, 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 you know, tune calls in the field like so many guys do, but if you're uncomfortable with it, man, you throw it in an envelope 
you know, a padded envelope and you send it to the manufacturer. And those guys can tune that thing in 90 seconds and make it sound like a, a brand new, you know, a call. And they might put a new read in it and send you a couple extras, who knows. But that's really great advice because I see a lot of guys are like, oh, this thing doesn't work anymore. And they throw it in a drawer. Well, that's great for selling $180, you know, acrylic uh, goose calls. But in the big scheme of things, if you've got a 25 cent read that you could put in there and make it sound like the day you bought it, it's a pretty good option, you know? Oh, yeah. Now, when, when you're out, are you typically, do you have several reads for your calls that you're carrying with you or, you know, additional calls or, you know, are you just switching them out right there in the field? Yeah, I always carry, um, I usually, if I'm around, if I'm planning on goose hunting, if it's duck season and I think I might see a goose, I'll just put a really well-tuned good goose call on my lanyard, maybe, you know, one and then keep one in the bag. But when it's goose season and, you know, everything's crazy with, you know, the temperature ranges can change the pitch of a call. Maybe one day you're a little congested. You got some crud going on from a cold. All those things come into play. So I usually carry at least three uh, Canada calls. And I, I usually have two extra reads. I usually have a shaved read and an unshaved read. That's what I do. Um, but again, you got to be comfortable tuning a goose call. And my thing about that is, is that, you know, you take a call apart and you tune it and it sounds awful. And you just keep messing with it, preferably when there's not other people around because they're going to want to throw a book at you. But um, <laughs> until you until you get good at it and then you're comfortable with it. So with each call I have, they're my go-tos, um, you know, and th- I'm sure that, you know, a lot of the guys I've talked to over the years, I've gleaned this from them, you know, as far as pros go, you know, telling me, hey, I'll tell you something. It, once you've tuned the same call two or three times, it becomes a really, it becomes a lot easier to tune that call down the road with cold, wet hands in a field somewhere because you smoked a reed. So that's another thing that, you know, during the off season, I, I know it's tough, but if you want to learn how to tune a goose call, uh, or a duck call, you know, depending on what style it is, you know, take it apart, mess with it, play around. And, you know, if you hit a brick wall after the third try, again, you put it in a little padded bag and you send it back to the manufacturer and they're going to make it perfect for you again. Yeah. I mean, most manufacturers that I know, um, they're more than happy to, you know, for the cost of shipping, typically go ahead and put a new read in that thing, tune it up and send it right back to you. Um, that's, that's fairly common across the board. And, and I think, you know, definitely our listeners should, should probably look into that and you could probably reach out and shoot an email to just about any call maker out there and say, Hey, you know, can, can, can you tune this for me? And almost every single one of them is going to say, absolutely. And, and probably even some of them will give you tips on, on how to tune it yourself after they send you back, you know, the, the fully tuned call. So um, keep that in mind for sure. Is there, uh, is there anything else that, that you've heard, you know, just kind of some off season duck calling, goose calling tactics, uh, anything on the spec line or, you know, anything, uh, any other goose or duck calling tip that you may have? Well, you know, I got to tell you with the spec thing, I know where you live, you encounter specs from the second you get out of the truck until the second you're headed to the, you know, the expressway. Um, up here where I live in Northern Indiana, you know, they're really kind of a new thing and I'm learning as I go. And I know I've asked you some questions about what calls you prefer, but I would say that anybody that lives where they've seen, you know, a couple hundred specs uh, during the season, or in our case, you know, I mean, we're at times have tens of thousands of them around here. Um, I'm, I'm just learning how to spec call really in the big scheme of things, but I'm carrying a couple of different spec calls. And anytime they're around, I call to them, I work with them. Cause again, that goes back to what George Lynch said about observing birds. This is the first time I've really observed specs other than, you know, maybe a, uh, a, a, a conservation order hunt in Nebraska or, or 
South or, you know, Missouri or what have you, where you're seeing a few specs during the spring. But it, that really has been great. That's, that's a good thing. I guess what I'm saying is, is that a lot of guys just go buy a spec call and learn how to use it because the day's coming when you're probably going to need it, whether you think it or not. So there's that. Um, I would also add that when it comes to tuning goose calls, I learned a really big lesson uh, one time in recent years. Uh, a lot of the calls you buy are tuned, I, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of generically. They're tuned for every caller. But some of us, tend, tend, you know what I'm saying? And so, But some of us tend to blow calls a little different. We might have a softer uh, uh, air, uh, push of air, or in my case, you know, I'm blowing the guts out of it. Neither one of them is right or wrong, but that's just the way it is. Um, so I was actually at Zinc Calls and I had a brand new acrylic goose call in my hand and I was blowing it. I just wasn't getting it to break the way I liked. And I handed it to Jimmy Wren, who of course is, you know, learned his, how to blow a goose call when he was about five years old on the Eastern shore of Maryland. And I handed it to him and he, and I said, I'm blowing it too hard. And he, and he took it out of my hands and he, he literally touched it like for a second and he handed it back to me and it was perfect. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is, is when you start to tune calls, you can make adjustments. If you like to have the call a little, break a little harder, if you like it to be a little softer tone, you know, that won't, that'll lock up and stick when you blow it too hard. Um, those are all things you need to make sure to let the manufacturers know. If you send it in and you say, Hey man, this thing's a wreck, you know, make sure to say, if they don't ask, say, Hey, look, I tend to blow the call really, really hard. I blow reads and they're going to more than likely those minute little adjustments they make, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, they we're talking infinitesimal amount of difference in the way that read is set and it'll make all the difference. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, some people need to know that that there are, the way that people call, whether it's goose calling or duck calling, the amount of air pressure put into it, the amount of back pressure needed, it's different for almost every person. And so, you know, being able to make those adjustments and understand that that just because you pick up that call and it doesn't sound exactly the way that you want it, you, you can still adjust that or have someone adjust it for you, which is probably, you know, for even, you know, a beginning caller, that's probably the best bet. And being able to go into it and tell someone like, hey, man, like I'm not I'm not putting that much from, you know, I'm not blowing the guts out of it like Jay Anglin here. Um, you know, I'm a much softer you know, not putting near as much air in it here and, and they can make that adjustment for you and make it sound exactly the way that, that you're looking, make, you know, especially when you get into goose calling, when you're getting into, like you had mentioned, some of these, you know, off tones, the clucks and growls and, and some of these things that, that do get a little more advanced. Um, you, you need the full capacity of the call itself, um, to, to accommodate what you're trying to do. So now Jay, this has been great. This is, uh, Really good information. You know, guys are now going to be out and, and ladies be out, you know, probably getting, like you said, a book thrown at them this summer for uh, sitting out in the garage or sitting in the house, blowing on a duck or goose call, trying to tune calls and, and fix things up and get things right. But but now's the time to do it. Like you'd mentioned, you know, the summer, you don't want to get caught middle of the season, you know, not knowing what you're doing with an untuned call. Um, now's the time to do it. Now it's time to tweak all that and get it exactly where you want it before the season kicks up. So hey, I appreciate you joining me. Thanks a lot for coming on, man. Yeah, it's always great to be here. I, I love it. So uh, you guys uh, out there, you know, get those calls out and get to work. Perfect, man. I appreciate it. I'd, I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Beard. 
for putting together these podcasts. I'd like to thank uh, all of you, our listeners, for joining us and, and making this podcast happen. And I'd like to thank you all for supporting Wetlands Conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. <laughs>